Trache here for Discussions of Truth. Second take here. Let's uh, bring on Mike Cargyle, dialing Mark. Uh, excuse me, dialing Mike Cargyle, California. Bring him on to the, the program here, and uh... hello, is Mike. Mike Ian Trache here, Discussions of Truth. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Ian. You wouldn't believe. Did you try and call a little bit ago? I just did, yes. Uh, it's so weird. Now I'm getting hacked in multiple directions. This is interesting. Well, you know, <laughs> I so, so look, I uh, I tried my last last week. Uh, I tried that, that was a call via Skype, and I've had issues with Skype, but evidently it went through on your end. What happened there? I had multiple calls come in simultaneously. I've never <laughs> seen this happen before. One was for auto insurance. One was a spam. But it looked like, because this is in my calendar on my phone, they knew just when those calls should come in. Very interesting. Mike, uh, look, I welcome you to the program, and I thank you for taking your time, and I thank you for doing what you're doing in, uh, in the state of California. For listeners that may not be familiar with who you are, take a moment here and give yourself an, give an introduction to who you are, Mike. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Mike Cargyle. I'm running for Congress in California's 35th district, which is just east of Los Angeles. It's, uh, I think, one of the most conservative areas of California outside Orange County. My opponent is a Guatemalan communist who I believe oh. may be singularly responsible for the human trafficking that's taking place at our southern border. She's from Guatemala. Where did Kamala Harris go when she went to Central America? Guatemala. Over 60% of the people coming across the border that we're aware of are from Guatemala. And a few thousand of these unaccompanied minors are about three miles from my house within visual uh, proximity to my opponent. She can keep her eye on these kids. Wow. Okay. So this is this is the first. You know, I've, I've heard of okay. uh, implants in uh, in Arizona. This is the first that I'm hearing uh, California with someone outside of Mexico. Of course, the implants in Arizona being uh, Mexican. But but now what you're uh, what what it sounds like here is that possibly this woman. I, maybe I'm getting carried away here, Mike, but this sounds a little fishy to me. Who is this woman from from Guatemala? And 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 by the way, Mike, let's. Well, I'd like to get your opinion on why did Kamala Harris spend so much time in Guatemala before she was even addressing, and she still isn't addressing what's happening at the border. What's going on there in your view? Sure. Well, my opponent's name is Norma J. Torres. She's the only representative in Congress who's from Central America, Guatemala. Okay, Kamala Harris went down there. Now, remember, she was expecting a warm reception in Guatemala. She thought everything was going to be fine, and then she was met with, get out of here, Biden lost, all that sort of thing. Because Guatemala has a new president, and the same with El Salvador. El Salvador has a new president. Both of these guys are good guys. Therefore, they are the enemy of the Biden administration. I believe that my opponent, because she's opposed to the gentlemen who are taking down MS-13, is the proponent of MS-13. And I believe that these people are trafficking these children. They're being raped and molested across the border. They bring them up here to these compounds. 
And then someone shows up. The Biden administration relaxed all the regulations to come in here and pick up one of these unaccompanied minors. Someone shows up. Now, the person who shows up, they say, oh, this is your uncle. And the kid nods. Yeah, that's my uncle. Why? Because they know exactly where that kid lives and where their family is in Guatemala, in Honduras. And this is being perpetrated, I believe, by my opponent, who's working with hand-in-hand with Nancy Pelosi and all the rest of them. This is human trafficking on a grand scale. And by extension, they're creating slaves. We know a lot of these children wind up in sex trafficking and also in forced labor, especially these illegal marijuana fields all over California. These little kids are working as slaves in the United States. Now, this is a this is an intense subject that I think a lot of listeners uh, have a hard time grasping with. But human trafficking is a major problem in North America and certainly the United States. You're bringing it right to the to the forefront, and you're you're linking your component your 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 opponent to. Are, are you saying she's involved with human trafficking, Mike? I'm saying she's facilitating it. Wow, not just involved. She's been notoriously open borders. But this, now that I see and I can connect the dots here with what occurred with Kamala Harris, with what's occurred from what I understand how the cartels are using women with MS-13 to solicit these children from their families, how they wind up here. Now it makes complete sense, especially when you get people from the Biden administration visiting these facilities and calling them model facilities. These are models of things we want to do with these children. And then they're sent all around the United States. I've got friends in Homeland. Where are these children winding up? They go, we have no idea. We have no idea. Buses come. They're taken out. They're flown somewhere. We don't know where they're going to wind up. Now, we we know that uh, this is uh, – let me go down this road and see if you want to go there, Mike. Uh, I'm just going to throw out the word adrenochrome, uh, and I try to avoid it. But, you know, look, listeners – Need to understand that this is this is a, a synthetically made. Uh, it, what's the link? Is there is there a link to human trafficking? Are they pinning Are they pinning these young children, Mike, for for a particular reason? I don't know exactly how they are going to be used. I just know the children. We are now the largest traffickers in children here in the United States. Whether they wind up in some, I know exactly what you're referencing. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been able to connect those dots, but I do know the children are winding up in the sex trades. What happens to them from there? I'm not sure. God, I'm not even sure I want to know, but I have to know. So I'm just saying I can draw a line from point A to point C to D and make the dots connect. And this is horrible what's going on. And it's happening. We have all these people in the United States who are saying, oh, you know, slavery, reparations, and everything. And we're creating a new class of slaves right in front of us, which tells me these people are anti-slavery as long as they get to play the role of the master this time. Let's let's take a look back. It looks like you've been in California for a few decades. Uh, how is how is California itself changed? And, and, and California is so important. And one of the reasons that... That uh, that I reached out and and, 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 and accepted. I wanted the wanted to have this conversation discussion with you, Mike. Is that again the whole saying is the way California goes, the nation goes. We know that between California and New York, and now we've got Cuomo uh, resigning for uh, for his uh, deviancy. 
Um, New York and California are already the economic strongholds uh, for, for this nation. So the way things move in California and New York, but more or less California because it's, it's got the, the Silicon Valley and the tech industry and the censorship on the rise. Um, how have you seen California change and what led you up to this push? Uh, looks like you've been, you, you've served the country as in the U S army. What led you up to this point to say, look, I, I've got to take my country back. Well, I mean, California is the key. California is the key to the United States. And if the United States falls, the world goes dark. The key to California, though, is election integrity. California has been used for the last two decades at least as a giant test kitchen for all sorts of unconstitutional laws and regulations that have never been challenged. Just think about it. New York is, is, has a, an impact, but California is driving it. Okay, where's the Speaker of the House from? California. The Minority Leader, California. The tie break in the Senate, Kamala Harris, California. All the laws that make up H.R. 1 and S. 1 are all mirrors of these horrible election laws in California. California is driving the country. And everything that happens here will wind up in other states in the United States. We just had our Secretary of State decide, you know what, let's make this thing called remote access vote by mail available to everybody where you can literally log in on your computer, fill out a ballot, print it out and mail it in and your ballot will count. So this week you're talking about voting this week, of course, uh, Mike Lindell, who's been totally attacked. He was obliterated by uh, Drew Griffin, I believe is the CNN reporter who also had attacked uh, someone that I'm uh, friends with Charlene Bollinger that's been trying to expose fraud in the cancer industry. Uh, Drew Griffin, I'm calling it, did a hit piece on uh, on, on Mike Lindell. Uh, the, the background on that is for listeners is that Fox News would not run an, uh, an ad for Mike's symposium that's happening right now in Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Uh, so I believe, I haven't spoken to Mike, but I believe he bought an interview. You can do that. It's been done with other candidates and other people, uh, business professionals. You buy time with one of their journalists. You sit down, and I don't know if you saw it, Mike, or not, but Drew completely tore apart uh, Lindell. Now, I was able to quickly debunk what Drew's uh, Drew's attack on Lindell uh, and his angle was. It just was very uh, superficially done, uh, his research. And I called him out on it, and I wrote to him. And he didn't respond. But in your opinion right now, uh, Mike, What's happening with, with, with the voting system and across the, across the nation? I'm going to ask you very bluntly uh, and right out, was the 2020 election rig, rigged in your opinion? Absolutely. And, and I can, we can prove it in a multitude of ways. But Mike Lindell is focused on one thing right now, and that's the voting machines being hacked. Now, you have to imagine, though, the fraud that's been perpetrated here especially in California, as a giant spider web. And on that spider is an R and a D, because both parties are complicit in this. But the voting machines are just one strand. You pull it, the spider's going to rebuild it back. But in California, we have things like the Motor Voter Act. We have uh, no signature verification. We have ballot harvesting. We have ballot stuffing. We have no, no adjudication being seen by Republicans or ballots remade. And these are all aspects of the web. We must tear down the whole web at once or the spider will continue to rebuild it. 
I'm part of a lawsuit with the Election Integrity Project, California, EIP-CA.com. And we are headed right now to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where we will tear down the whole web. Otherwise, it continues to exist. And we'll just, the spider will turn and build another strand. Mike, I'm glad you're raising that point, and, and we, 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 we can't help but to get into uh, uh, the, the, the web that you're speaking of. Uh, two people that I've worked with over the past year, one, a Google whistleblower, Zach Voorhees. Not sure if you're familiar with him, but his book just came out. It's called, it's called Google Leaks. And another person I've worked with, apart from Facebook, uh, two Facebook whistleblowers, uh, is a, a, a fellow named Jason Fick, F-Y-K, uh, and he's actually doing something uh, right now in California, though he lives on the East Coast, he's he's suing Facebook. Uh, that is caught up in uh, the court just below the Ninth Circuit. W what do you make of Section 230, Mike? And and does something need to be changed or rewritten? Uh, it was written by two uh, two representatives, I believe, on the West Coast. One, uh, one from uh, Oregon, the other one from uh, California. It was written what what 20 years ago or so. Uh, how does that need to change? Does it need to change? If so, how does it need to change? Oh, it absolutely needs to change to reflect the times. It was like you just alluded to. It was originally created to address pornography and, and, and things of that nature on the Internet. But the Internet at that time was in its infancy. They had no idea the social media giants that would emerge that are now shielding themselves from litigation using 230. It needs to be completely torn down and reworked because these people are not, they're, they're not pub. They're not uh, just access providers. They're active publishers. They're censoring content, which makes them responsible for all the content that is allowed on their sites. 230 is a key, but that's just another strand in this web we need to tear everything down and uh, the lawsuit i'm involved with is doing just that we're going to tear down the laws that enable all of this in california and when we do that by extension we're going to gut what is hr1 and s1 as well uh, but but yeah this the censorship i mean we're under here's the reality Ian. we are under communist takeover of the united states Mike keeps Mike Lindell keeps referring to the CCP. Yes, but there are other militant, more even darker factions working within that are attempting to take this country down. And they, we better wake up. Yeah. What do you What do you think of this this fellow Bishop Garrison that's work, uh, working lockstep with uh, with Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, uh, basically saying that anyone in the military that that voted for Trump and supported. Uh, Trump needs to be purged. Now that's not a direct quote, but that's that is essentially what he's doing. Uh, what needs to happen in the military? Is the military being uh, is it being dismantled, Mike? It's being weaponized against the United States. So has our National Guard. So are all of the underlying political systems, and now they're trying to purge. You know, using the vaccine as the excuse. They're going to try and purge all of the law enforcement out here in California. I know the law enforcement and the health care professionals. So we have a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, a lot of police that are not going to take the vaccine. And then they're going to quit their jobs. They're going to be forced to quit their jobs over their own health care concerns. Who's left? Who's left except those who are compliant with the system? And that's how they're going to take it over. 
Yeah, so let's let's back up. We go back go back to uh, fall of 2019. I think some of the preliminary uh, messages out of China, the 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 military games had taken place that fall October, uh, and then uh, by the time 2020 rolled around, by February, uh, March, uh, certainly in the United States, it was uh, it's, it's COVID 19 coronavirus variant. Uh, whoa, whoa, wait, there's a 99 percent. What was a 99.8 percent survival rate? But uh, you got to lock everything down. Is there something behind? What's going on here, Mike? I mean, I mean, what do you think of this uh, mask wearing and vaccines? Is there something, something economic behind uh, behind this uh, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic? Well, the 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 economic factor is destroying the economy, destroying land ownership, business ownership. So. If you distill communism into its essence, it is simply a small group of people controlling a very large group of people. And they do it by fear and dependency. They've used the virus to create the fear. Then they destroy all of the internal structures so that you become completely dependent on the government for your PPP paycheck, you know, for all of your subsistence. You are now, in essence, a slave of the government. And now they can dictate what you wear, how you wear, what you can do, where you can go. In fact, they will dictate your health care, what you are allowed to inject yourself with and what you're not allowed to inject yourself with. They, they are creating slaves out of the United States, which is basically the communist takeover. Because it's not a bad gig if you're on the Central Committee, which all of these people orchestrating this see themselves as. So if we take this as a communist uh, takeover, where's it coming from? You alluded to Mike Lindell. Is this, is this Chinese? Let me, let me just add this before you answer that, Mike. I, I look at communism and I say, okay, the, commun uh, the Chinese basically are practicing communism as a result of World War II. It's also when their central bank was, was instilled. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Russians practicing communism basically uh, prior to World War I, the Bolshevik Revolution, this is something systematic if, if, if one takes this approach. Communism uh, didn't start in either China or Russia. It, it's accredited, right, to, uh, to, to Karl Marx. So is there something deeper happening, happening here? Is this, is, this, is this communism invasion in the United States being bit, driven by China, or is there something deeper going on here? What, what, what do you see going happening, Mike? I see it right now the, being perpetrated through China, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. However, I do see a much larger global agenda at work where, I, I, you know, I mean, it's truly biblical this push for a one-world government, and out of that will emerge a one-world leader. I've never seen, and nobody else has, something like COVID, which makes no sense on so many levels, being orchestrated and perpetrated on a global scale like this, and including the vaccine rollouts, everything else. Something will happen, something is fights against it, and then it, there's another pushback, but it's taking place in all hemispheres, and, and it doesn't make any sense unless you see this is a true push for a one world order. You talked about the adrenochrome. I think that's the, the ultimately, this is a, a very large, very dark satanic effort to unite the world under a one world government. And out of that, again, like I said, will emerge a one world leader.
Yeah, I can't, you know, I can't help to to step back and say, wait a second, there, here's Klaus Schwab out of the World Economic Forum, and he's, you know, Switzerland, and, you know, hey, Switzerland's always neutral, they don't get involved in wars, so put, you know, put your money in Switzerland, it's always safe, uh, you know, and, and, and he's calling for a great reset, uh, Prince Charles calling for a great reset, don't ever let a, uh, let a, a, a good crisis go to waste, Ron Emanuel, I can't help personally, Mike, to step back and say, hey, maybe there's some... Maybe there's some hidden uh, economic global, as, you, as you're saying, a one global, one world kind of initiatives at stake here. Uh, and, and again, if, you're, if it, make, it does make sense if we, if we look at the past 100, 150 years. What's happening in California in regards to let listeners know, tell listeners, how's your momentum right now in California? How are you doing in your race? I am doing amazing, I believe. Uh, I have my my district is, is like I said one of the, I believe one of the most conservative areas. On one end of my district, I have this enormous drag strip, the Fairplex at Pomona. At the other end of my district, I have the Auto Club Speedway, a NASCAR track. What kind of people like drag racing and NASCAR? <laughs> I have right. I have right, four yeah. churches, four churches in my district that have ten thousand plus members. I have a very conservative, very religious, very very leaning right sort of district. So when you see any numbers on my district that skew it otherwise, it's because those numbers have been manipulated. California doesn't purge its voter rolls, even though like Los Angeles County was ordered by a judge to. But the state took this hands-off approach to the HAVA Act, which is the Help America's Vote Act, and said, you know, this mandate to to purge our roles is really not a mandate, but more of a recommendation. So we're going to err on the side of caution and keep everybody who's ever lived in California on the rolls. And that's why people this last cycle were getting five, six, seven ballots. People in Colorado were calling me, Arizona calling me, Wyoming calling me. Wow. Why am I getting California ballots? Well, because they never purged their voter rolls. Wow, that's massive. That's that's a huge reveal right there, uh, Mike. Well, Ian, Listen, there are one, over 1.8 million registered voters in California than there are citizens of California. Unreal. Unreal. Well, they can just send all the ballots down to Guatemala and have them vote uh, in the California election or, or U.S. election, right? I mean, they, they want to dissolve the boundaries to so open it up for, for the rest of the uh, civilians elsewhere. Um and and what is what is the tactic right now that this the, the, the competitor of yours is using? Well, what are, what is she using? Uh, the fact that she speaks Spanish, I don't know. Tell listeners about your competitor and what she's outside of being a, a, from Guatemala. No, well, I mean, I my race last cycle destroyed the narrative because she freaked out, and where nobody's opponent was attacking them, my opponent spent over six hundred thousand dollars in direct e email attack or uh, direct postal attacks against me. All these hit pieces, and no one in California can figure out why. The reason is because she's on the outs, or she's no longer on good terms with the California Democratic Party. Ah. And people know this, so we know now from from what happened in November that all federal elections are conducted at the state level. So if you're not in with the state party, you no longer know if you're part of a rigged election. So she had to campaign as if she was still outside the system and like act like a normal candidate. So she blew everything she had against me. No one else could figure out why this was occurring. This little race in, you know, the 35th district. 
But that's what happened. They were conducting it, and they didn't tell her if she was part of the fix or not. Turns out she was. Everything happened just like it should have happened. But what we now know is that a, a state senator by the name of Connie Leva has her eye on this seat, and they used me to drain her campaign account. That's what actually occurred. So, But here's the thing. Out of that, we now know that the whole thing was rigged because she didn't know if she was still part of it. And so, by extension, every person sitting in a seat, Republican and Democrat, got there because it was negotiated. Both parties are part of it because we can see now the whole system is rigged. So, you're looking at both sides being played here. Is that right? Both sides are part of it. I say it like this. Election integrity is like cancer. Everybody says they want to cure cancer, but in reality, nobody wants to cure cancer. There's so much money made treating cancer. The Republicans and the Democrats view election integrity the same way. Neither one wants it fixed because then they can no longer determine the outcome of the races. And then they would leave this to these pesky voters to determine the fate of their own nation. They feel they are elite and should be in charge of all of us. So both parties know the outcomes. We're about to have a special recall election here right. on September 14th. We're about to recall our governor. I can tell you it's already been fixed because the same machines, the same mail-in ballots, the same ballot harvesting that was used in November is being used right now. It's the same system that put Gavin Newsom in office that stole the election from President Trump is going to be used on September 14th. You have to be delusional if you think it's going to be conducted fairly for some weird reason. So you you are you are forecasting uh, a, a Newsom win. He, he, you're saying he will not be recalled. I am forecasting that he will be recalled because the amount or the momentum against him by yeah. millions and millions of Californians on both sides of the aisle. All, you know, it's not all Republicans. A lot of liberals, a lot of independents hate the way this guy's been governing. He is now damaged goods. He is baggage for the Democratic Party. I don't think they're going to have any trouble letting him go. And that's we have two questions on our ballot coming out. First one, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom? I believe that will get a majority and he will be gone. It's the second question that's the key. Who do you want to replace him? And we have 39 candidates, and I have a, a sneaking suspicion that our next governor in California may be Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, boy. Now, uh, now, expand on that, Mike. Expand on that. Don't hold anything back. Why? Well, you have to kind of go Rush Limbaugh here. You have to think like a liberal, right? Take all reasoning, common sense, morality out of your head. And there's this black hole. And out of that black hole, you want to not only when you want to punish these Republicans and these conservatives and these Christians that have risen up against your pick for governor. If you pick a Democrat, you're not going to accomplish that. You want to punish them. Mm -hmm. You want to rub their nose in it. So you pick a Republican, but a Republican, nobody on earth who's a Christian or a conservative would vote for the antithesis of your moral values. And you, you orchestrate this so that person, Caitlyn Jenner, a transgender who has no moral code, 
is now your governor, but it's also your party. See, this Republican Party, this is your governor. You apparently voted for him. Never. It was completely manipulated. But here's what's going to happen. Over the next year, the Democrats have a supermajority in both houses of our legislature. So whoever wins the governor's race is basically hamstrung from the word go because they can't veto anything coming out of the legislature. So what they're going to do is destroy, if it's Caitlyn Jenner, they will destroy Caitlyn Jenner over the next year. And then when the real governor's race is up in, again in 2022, they can hold this failed governor up and say, see, see, you should have listened to us. Meanwhile, you've completely demoralized the conservative Christian movement who now want nothing to do with the system. And then these elites can move forward with their agenda unhampered. You know, there's a when I first started doing my show, Miami Beach, uh, it's been about five years now. There was a uh, former Stanford Hoover fellow that uh, really is the basis of everything I approached uh, from an economic standpoint. His research, he was censored for uh, for publishing and talking about the corruption in the Bush family, Prescott Bush, financing the Nazi regime. Uh, people that listen to me understand this because I talk about it frequently. But one thing that comes to mind is you're talking about uh, the political uh, 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 climate, if you will, and the, the field that's being played in California. And what he was exposing back in the 70s, Mike, was something called the Hegelian dialectic, which basically means you're a banker, you sit back, you finance, and you fund both sides of a conflict. And regardless of the outcome, you uh, dominate the nature of the, uh, of the product. Uh, you dominate the product. Whoever wins, you win. Uh, and, 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 and this was even done with the Bank of England during the George Washington American Revolution, whereas he was actually owning shares of the Bank of England. Very crafty banker uh, things that have been happening for that I've traced personally myself, Mike, for, 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 a, for a long time. I like exactly what you're saying about uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. It just before I get to my next question, as we wind down here, Mike, is it did has Caitlin at any point in time or Bruce, whether it may be Bruce, did Bruce at all vote for uh, as a Democrat? Do you know that history on 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 uh, Jenner? Um, I, I only know that he's running uh, as a Republican. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so that's that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know his political history or not, but I do know Trump. And this is this is what I was just going to ask you uh, as we wind down here. Uh, you know, Donald Trump himself uh, had voted uh, uh, Democrat at, at one point in time in his life, and and certainly there's a lot of great people in the Democrat Party that are like you're saying uh, that are that that love the U.S. Constitution, love their freedoms. They see this communist push and takeover uh, first and foremost. Uh, they're fighting against it. You, you take John F. Kennedy that wanted to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces. This is a quote from one of the greatest presidents of all time, and it just so happened he was a Democrat. But I think a lot of Americans, both sides of the aisle, liked uh, liked JFK. Uh, so, uh, in your opinion, you know, we had we had uh, 100 mile long caravans of Cubans and Venezuelans in Miami voting for Trump. And this is a Miami Dade uh, report, 100 miles long uh, of, of these Trump supporters. What was it like in California? We, we know we had uh, Beverly Hills uh, rallies for Trump, uh, caravans for Trump. Is it possible? Is it possible, Mike, that, that, uh, that the corruption in the voting system is so deep? 
that even a state like California may have possibly gone to Trump? What do you think? I think it absolutely went for Trump. I didn't have 100-mile caravans, but just in my district <laughs> alone, we had seven and a half miles of cars, just cars by themselves, not the route, show up waving proudly. And you have to ask yourself, if you came to this country seeking a better life, did you want to stand in bread lines here? Hmm. Or is this something that you wanted a better life for you and your family? Do, do you want to practice your own religion? Do you love God? Do you want to be able to protect your family? You know, do you want to defund the cops and be at the mercy of the cartels? No. The people came here, even the ones that are here illegally right now, hate what is going on because it's mirroring what they left. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what that's what we're seeing in Miami or the, the Cubans. And, 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 and thank goodness what's happening in Cuba. Hey, Joe Biden was pretty slow to uh, to uh, to <laughs> to to support uh, the Cubans, wasn't he? I'm not even sure that he's actually still supporting the Cubans. But but uh, but I know that uh, the District 27 uh, Salazar, I believe, I believe is her name. She's 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 got some strong words of as of last week. Uh, for the uh, for the current current administration to try to at least get uh, Wi-Fi uh, to to the Cubans, but that's that's the whole thing of it, Mike. Is that the, these South Americans, these 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 people of Latino and Hispanic origins, they're they're some of the first to 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 talk about this communist takeover. A former guest on my program, Servando Gonzalez, author, uh, I dare call it uh, treason. Uh, he said that on my show two years ago. He said exactly what had happened in Cuba. He was educated at the University of Anna. He says exactly what had happened in Cuba is what will be taking place in the United States. And I think we have arrived. Let's let's wind down with this question, Mike. And it's going to be a very surface question. Uh, I, I just want you to talk a little about a uh, little bit about uh, for listeners as you as you as you get your congressional seat and you go to Sacramento. Uh, what's your Washington. view on what is it? Washington, not Sacramento. Oh, Washington. Federal. Pardon me. I thought it was state. Pardon me, Mike. This, you're you're aiming for the big seat. Good. OK. <laughs> Um, so um, it, 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 tell listeners, what, what will you do in regards to mask and uh, vaccine mandates? I mean, let me, let me just insert this now that I know that this is a federal seat. Pardon me not doing the uh, understanding that. Uh, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gaetz uh, and even uh, 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 Gomert, who, uh, who, who, Louis Gomert, who'd been on my show just a few weeks ago. Um, these three people were totally dismantled. Their freedom of speech completely shut down uh, in front of the DOJ uh, just over a week ago. Uh, what's your view on uh, a mask and vaccine mandates? And Rand Paul had some stern words uh, yesterday about that. Well, what's your angle on that, Mike? They're all completely unconstitutional, unnecessary, and are simply vehicles of control. It, it all comes back down to we have, in our, we have in our Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty, another word for that is freedom, the freedom to choose. And when you mandate, you show your papers, or you do this, or this is going to happen to you, you no longer have the ability to choose. And so your constitutional rights have been violated. And I, I, you know, we could go on and on. I've done a lot of research into Fauci. He was the first one to say masks are worthless, and he did that with his paper in 2008 regarding the Spanish flu, and then he backtracked because his science got trumped by political science. 
But all of this, again, is to create fear and then dependency. Right now, there's a surge. We call it the Delta variant. But what I really think is occurring is they're trying to recreate the Spanish flu because of the mask mandates, you're breathing in and you're, you're breathing in bacteria. And it's not the virus that's causing all of the respiratory problems that we're seeing now. It's the bacteria that's infecting because of the masks. Yeah, well said. Uh, one last question, and I want to give you uh, the final word. Um, January 6th, what happened there in your opinion? DC. Are you you're talking about the the great Capitol Hill photo op? <laughs> wow. Wow. You that was awesome. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Sure. I'd love to see all the pictures in the video that were taken. Unfortunately, we did have one patriot lose her life and I would like to find out what happened to Ashley Babbitt. And I I would like to see that individual brought to justice. But other than that, it was simply a photo op. Was it, Mike, was, was it, was it, now, now look, what I was hearing, what I was hearing 10 days before that was that Antifa would be there dressed in Trump paraphernalia with their hats turned on backwards. That is what I personally was hearing. Is it possible, Mike, is it possible that Antifa uh, incited that and set that whole thing up? I think it's possible. But listen, if you knew that, then the FBI, CIA, DOJ, right. all those guys knew far more than that. And yet they helped orchestrate it. And that's the truth. It wasn't just Antifa. A lot of what Antifa was doing was at the bidding of the FBI, I believe, and, and maybe some other areas of the Department of Justice. We have a very corrupt system right now, all three branches. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the future holds for us. The United States is at a crossroads. We will either become the greatest version of ourselves ever soon, or we will cease to exist as a nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Cargill, it's 35th Congressional District of California. Mike, uh, thanks for joining the program. I look forward to speaking with you in the future. I look forward to it too, sir. If anyone wants to know anything more about me, MikeCargyle.com, and uh, it'll take him right to the website. But I, I got to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thanks, Mike. Well, there we have it. There's a um, solid patriot that, uh, and, and and look, you know, this is this is getting beyond ridiculous because. Now, and, and I, 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 I tried to not take sides because, frankly, as, as, as Mike was alluding to, uh, both sides of the political aisle are fraudulent. Okay? The, the, the political system in this country is, is, is corrupt. Whether it's Democrat or Republicans, there's good people and great people on both sides of that aisle. There's just simply great Americans, and they stand behind the Constitution. And uh, uh, you know, what's, what, what's happened, for me anyway, is that it just so happens that I align with a lot of folks that are a member of the Republican Party. But, uh, but it doesn't always happen that way. There's a lot of Democrats that also see this. Americans need, like the U.S. Army, right? The U.S. Army sees one color, and that is green. That's being, that's being attacked right now. 
as the critical race theory becomes a huge uh, infiltration topic of infiltration into our schools, into our military. We, and, and we are at a cross. We're in a very dangerous time right now, folks. We're at a very dangerous time. And if you have an opinion, you need to stand up and voice that opinion, whether that means you start your own podcast or talk show, or you go down to your local town hall, or you go down to your city council uh, or, or your school district meetings, uh, whatever it may be. You go to your senators, go to your representatives, whatever it may be, go to the White House. It doesn't matter. Voice your opinion. That is the American gift. That is the American way, freedom of speech. And we will do our best to keep this country free and great uh, and, uh, and, and, a, and a melting pot for all. A melting pot for our folks. I'll be right back with Teddy Daniels. Thanks again to Mike Cargill, and uh, be awesome.